Welcome to episode two in the podcast series on the Wu Yun Liu Qi, which is the five celestial qi periods and the six climactic qi. I like to refer to them as the six climactic qi. I'm Dr. Christine Cannon, and I've been studying the classics now for four or five years and um, have decided to present this material in a way that I hope is easily understood because reading the Huangdi Huang Neijing can be a bit challenging at times. So this is, like I said, it's episode two. Uh, in episode one, we talked about the five Yun Qi influence for 2023. And in this case, 2023 is under the influence of the deficient fire energies. And just as a review from the first episode, a year of the fire period with inadequate qi or deficiency is actually called hidden brilliance in the classics. And just as a reminder, um, you know, in these years and deficient fire years, fire is not strong enough to generate earth. And then metal can easily counteract on fire. Uh, fire can't maintain balance with metals through the controlling cycle and then metal also can overact on wood which causes the liver energy to rise up and generally uh, be unsettled and understandably water can be excessive as fire is weak and can't maintain the balance with water and then we talk about how the energies when one get one energy gets too excessive another energy can what we call take revenge so in this case water i'm sorry earth controls water right so if water is excessive because fire can't balance it earth can easily take revenge on water through the controlling cycles so and that's just a general principle when when we have too much of one thing the opposite is going to show itself at some point and it can be quite dramatic and i think We've seen an example of that here in the last few weeks with what's been happening in California with the, after years of drought, they've had this ridiculous excessive rainfall that has essentially, I guess, in a really dramatic way, balanced out the extreme nature of the drought that they've been experiencing with excessive water. So that's kind of the overriding uh, energies for the year. Um, the celestial chi, you know, it's the chi the that comes down from above and it was observed by the ancient sages through what was happening with the galaxies, basically. And we'll get into the actual constellations and how they were observed and how they were then um, tracked and were able to create was actually the basis of the 60-year um, calendar and how the ancients were able to record what was happening on earth and with the, any, every living being on earth in relationship to what was going on up in the heavens or the stars and we'll get deeper into the different constellations as the podcast goes on but for now I just am wanting to give an overview and so um, like I said, the celestial chi is the overarching energy for the year, and it is one of deficient fire. Now, I'd like to take a look at what's happening um, on Earth and our climate, our environment, our immediate environment, our climactic factors in this year of uh, the Gui Mao energies. 
So the climactic energies for 2023, uh, we talk about the sixth chi, which we know as the um, climactic factors, like the climate factors, pathogenic factors, we might say, and they are rooted in the five elements. So on Earth, we have wood, fire, earth, metal, and water, and they are the basis for the sixth chi. So the sixth chi are actually Yin, which is wood, Xiaoyan, which is fire, Xiaoyang, which is fire, Taiyan, which is earth, Yangming, which is metal, and Taiyang being water. So going back to the fire element, we have Xiaoyin being the imperial fire, and Xiaoyang being the ministerial fire. So in the classics, they talk about how the Xiaoyin stays up in the celestial regions, and the Xiaoyang is manifested down here in our climactic factors. And so that's how we get six out of five. So we know these energies um, in terms of, you know, the wind, the fire, the the damp, well, summer heat and damp, which is Xiaoyang, damp being specifically Taiyan, dryness being Yangming, and then the Taiyang being cold. So in each year, we know that we have a spring, summer, late summer, fall, and winter. I mean, that happens every single year. Summer always follows spring. Uh, late summer always follows summer, etc. Fall follows late summer. And then we go into the winter. And they're, they're, they're fixed. That's static. That's always happening. But as we all know, not every year looks the same as it did the year before. And the spring can be unusually wet or it can be unusually cold or it can be the summer can be wet or cooler than normal. Um, you get the idea. So there can be different flavors essentially to something that is known a natural repetitive cycle being the seasons but as we, we what I'm saying is that they change each year they're not always exactly the same and that's because we have what we call visiting chi depending on the year that we're in so by looking at the 60 year cal- uh, calendar we can determine by each year by looking at the classics what our visiting chi is going to be for each of the seasons And so that lends a flavor to what's going to happen within that season. Now, before we get into those specific guest energies, I want to talk a little bit about the significance of all of this when it comes to us um, as practitioners, as living beings, and this includes our pets and our plants, everything. So what, what significance do these energies have? So essentially, every year beginning in January 20th, which is, which is called Dahan, which is the great cold. So that is the coldest point or the most yin point, if you will, um, where the energies start to shift. Now we talk about the solstice and, and energetic shifts then, and that is true. But the true point of the most yin point of the year is January 20th. And then the most um, yang, if you will, point or great heat is July 20th and from January 20th to July 20th in the northern hemisphere of course we see great changes in our climate and our environment and us as we go through those months and then conversely from July 20th into January 20th and so 
The next point that I want to make when it comes to these energies is that we have the celestial chi, which is the overarching chi for a year, and then we have our climactic factors, which essentially are the same every year, but they're flavored by visiting chi. Then we have the earth, which is our tangible energetics of wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. And we, as living beings, are smack in the middle. So we are right in the middle between the energies of the earth, which go upward, and the energies of above, which is the celestial chi, but also the climactic factors, which come down. And we are that point in between where these, these energies show themselves. It's called the point of transformation. So the living beings are the point of transformation of chi from above and chi from the earth. And so in spring, you know, we've got the energies of wood on earth, which is all about growth and sprouting up and out and new beginnings. And then the climactic chi coming down from above is that wind. And then we have the uh, guest chi that partners with, or not necessarily always a good partnership, but joins with the energy of spring. And it gives <clears throat> spring in any given year its flavor. So that's kind of the point. It's like, okay, what it, what, how does this affect us? So in a very, let's say, at the visiting chi uh, for any given year is also the Jui Yin energies. So we've got the natural energy of spring being Jui Yin, and then the guest chi is also Jui Yin. It's going to be a very windy spring. What does that mean to us? People with wind issues, internal wind or sensitivity and imbalance in the liver system, maybe an excess or it could be a deficiency, they're going to be have a little bit of a rough time or they may not necessarily show any kind of pathology, but you may find yourself wanting to support the liver, you know, nourish that liver, yin and blood. Knowing this kind of information on the front end enables you to proactively treat your patients according to what's happening with the climate and the, the chi energetics of any given time. So that's the point of understanding what's going on between the natural season and then what's also happening in above us or climatically around us. So, so yeah, because the climate's all around us. So for example, well, actually, before I get into the guest cheese for this year, I'll just talk a little bit about the six chi um, and the period. So every year we have six climactic chi periods and they are related to our season. So the Dwayan or is the big first one and it begins in January. So January 20th to March 21st. And then we've got the Xiaoyan, which is the small heat, right? Small fire which is the beginning of summer, and that goes from March 21st to May 21st. And then we have Xiaoyang, which is the summer heat period. So things are starting to ramp up and we go into that point of the great heat, which goes, because Xiaoyang goes from May 21st to July 23rd. And then we switch to the Taiyin energies of dampness. 
and that goes from July 23rd to September 23rd. And then we start shifting into the change, well, the true change of season. We're always going through a change of season, but we shift from that late summer damp time into the fall, which is September 23rd to November 22nd, and that's uh, the Yang Ming period or dryness. And then we shift into the winter, and that's the Taiyang cold, and it goes from November 22nd to t- January 20th, and it starts all over again. So within that, like I was saying, there are these guest or visiting qi periods. So this year, and we've just started um, back on January 20th, the Dwayan period, which is natural to spring, the guest qi is going to be Taiyin. Now, how do we know what guest qi is going to come at any given time? It's all in the Huangdi Neijing. Uh, chapters approximately 66 through 70, definitely 70, and it goes a bit beyond there too. Um, it's a very complex system, uh, but once you start to get the hang of it, you can find what energetics are happening for any given year. The 60-year calendar certainly helps us because it gives us the celestial stem and the earthly branch for any given year, and within the Huangdi Neijing, each combination of a stem and a branch has a particular flavor and as in what visiting chi are we experiencing in that year so it's all contained in the classics and there's um my other favorite book is peter van kervel's uh, celestial stems and uh, terrestrial branches and that's that's a very clear uh representational presentation of the material but still a little bit difficult to navigate and I'm hoping during these podcasts I'm also sort of writing a handbook to help um, everyone understand this maybe hopefully a little bit easier more readily and easier so that you can apply it in clinical practice so going back to what's happening this year most immediately this first chi period of the year we have the visiting energies of the Taiyin or dampness. So if we sit and sort of think about that, we've got the natural energies of spring, which is movement. It's wind, um, which when it's balanced, when movement is good, we want that growth. We want everything to come up and out of the slumber. But let's think about dampness for a minute, like the Taiyin representing dampness. It's like, hmm, okay. Dampness doesn't move very much, and also it blocks movement. And so there's a little tension here between the natural energies of the season and the visiting chi. So, you know, in a macro perspective, it says to me, we might have a a little bit more of a damp spring. Like there's going to be more moisture around than we may be used to. And with the changes of energetics between one year to another and one season to another you'll see overlaps it's not a defined point in time even though we talk about these specific dates Um, we start seeing the energetics showing up often a little bit before and I think that's what we've seen in California with this excessive rain I know where I am it's a typically very dry climate and we are having an incredible amount of moisture. It's not flooding. We're, you know, I'm in Western Colorado, just a lot more snow pretty much every day. We're getting a little bit of snow. It may be dry snow, but typically we don't get that much snow where we are. The snow falls all around us. 
and definitely the snow is falling all around us. The mountain areas have incredibly um, deep snow packs, which is going to be wonderful for the, the melt-off in the spring. Uh, but we are seeing it that it's just generally so far, and it's very early stages, we're pretty much essentially still in winter, but we're heading into that new season and there's just more moisture around. So you might want to reflect what you're seeing about what you're seeing where you are and then the next step is to observe what you're seeing in clinic so where are you seeing this tie-in show up is there vulnerabilities are, are people who are prone to dampness having a little bit more trouble or is the liver energy seemingly you know it's common for us to see liver energy blocked but maybe you're seeing energy uh, liver energy getting blocked in someone that you don't typically see it and it's it's going to be because of this climactic energy of the taiyin so the dampness heavy doesn't move blocks the flow of chi and so there's that imbalance so that's an introduction um I, obviously i'm going to go through all the six chi periods i don't need to hurry through them because we've got you know, a couple of months now, January 20th to March 21st, essentially three months before we go into the next chi phase. So we'll spend some more time exploring the Dwayan and Taiyan energies in the next week or in the next podcast or so. Uh, but I also want to continue to flesh out the general theory of the Wu Yun Liu Qi because I think it's really helpful for us to understand what's what we're seeing showing up in clinic and how it's related to our external environment and how the universe is being mirrored in us as individuals, our plants, our animals, and of course, by extension, our patients and our friends and family and the community around us. So I hope you found this helpful and we'll be picking up in about a week with the third uh, podcast in the series and we'll continue talking about the different chi energies at play for 2023.